Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanishing Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 286, season 12. Today's date is December 12, 2023, and welcome to this program. On today's program, I'm going to talk about the 1990 movie Home Alone. I'm going to talk about my memories of watching the, this movie for the first time. Uh, it's a classic. <laughs> and uh, also, I'll talk about my memories of the Fisher-Price toys I had when I was a child in Chicago. Uh, I think I touched on this subject before, but I'm going to do it again. Okay. So right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Sears Video Game Arcade. <laughs> And here's a commercial from 1983, and that was uh, during the Atari rage. I love Atari, (laughs) like that. So sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with the show, folks. Thank you. Opening now at Sears, a Christmas of red ribbon values, including Sears' best-selling video game, Video Arcade. On sale now for only $134.99, our lowest price ever. And don't miss the full assortment of game cartridges available at everyday low prices. Or try your hand at Sears' wide selection of one- and two-player handheld sports games. Our everyday low price is $12 to $13 lower than last Christmas. To wrap up a beautiful Christmas, you can count on Sears. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Sears Video Game Arcade. Uh, they sold Atari video games there at the time, oh, they were everywhere, you know, whatever store carry them. Like, for example, uh, McDade had them, um, Venture, Marshall Field, uh, Weebolts, uh, Sears, just now, uh, Zare, yeah, uh, Toys R Us, of course, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, they were, yeah, so uh, service merchandise, uh, very popular in the late 70s and early 80s. I owned one. Um, my brother bought it for, for me and for my other brother. We played a lot of games on it. Uh, my favorite was uh, Missile Command and S- Asteroids. I love that game. And then, uh, you know, it's still around. They brought back the, uh, the classic ones are still around as well. Uh, so if you want the, I think, 
they said this on the news that the original, uh, they brought back the original one with the joysticks and all that. Uh, I hurt my thumb a lot, you know, with the red buttons, you know, but we'll see how it looks on a big screen TV when it's uh, 4K or HD like that. I don't know. You know, I'm not into video games now. Um, I'm kind of too old for it, but uh, those classic ones I am. I would play those. I really would. You know, uh, times have changed. They really have. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm going to talk about the first time I watched the 1990 movie Home Alone and my memories of the Fisher-Price toys when I had a child in Chicago. Before I get started, I want to mention a couple of things. First, um, I did a uh, last episode I did. I talked about my four-year anniversary of uh, diagnosed being prostate cancer. Uh, that was a tough episode, but I had to do it. Uh, so I got that off my chest. I feel fine. Uh, I had some positive uh, feedback. You know, also got a comment from someone on YouTube. I read it, and that was very nice. You know, because uh, he was going, he was going through the same phase as I am, and also a friend, which is, uh, that's, that's great. So, um, I wish him a lot of luck, you know, they're in my prayers. Uh, also get negative feedback. Of course, I had one guy, uh, said that, uh, why are you doing this? You know, uh, are you doing this to promote your health for the, your podcast? I go, no. I'm not doing this, you know, because, it, well, first of all, this is my podcast and this is my account. I could do what I, as I wish. So, but I do admit at times I do go a little overboard about it, but, you know, but uh, I'll do what I want. So it's mostly men that sort of get into denial. They don't want to go to the doctor or, you know, if there's something wrong with them, they don't like doctors and they're scared to death. Don't be scared. If there's something wrong with you, just go. Make an appointment. You know, it could save your life. I've always said that. I guess uh, if they don't listen, it'd be too late. <laughs> you know, it's happened to peop a couple people I know. And it's very sad. Anyway, so, uh, but for the rest of the month, I'm going to talk about, Chris about Christmas. You know, some some Christmas memories, and that will be more uplifting. So I will stick to that, and I promise. You know, uh, no more uh, dreary, depressing stuff. No. Get it out of the way. Because I, I'm not going to the doctors till next year. Not till February or, or uh, March. So I'm in the clear. Okay. All right, so let's get started. I'm going to talk about the 1990 movie, Home Alone. And, uh, of course, this was filmed in Chicago. Well, outside of Chicago. It's a classic movie. Uh, I Last night I watched it. I had to refresh my memory, refresh my mind, because I haven't seen it in a while. I watched it on Blu-ray. I have the Blu-ray uh, disc. Uh, it looks beautiful, and it, I was still laughing. Um, my favorite parts are the... The wet bandits are in the house. <laughs> oh, there's so many funny scenes. I, there really are. But uh, I'm going to start its uh, origins and then uh, its film locations. And talk about the stars as well. 
Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, so this premiered in November 10th, 1990 in Chicago, but it premiered about of a week later in worldwide in the United States. So, well, that's obvious. And it starred uh, Macaulay Coughlin, famous kid actor. Uh, who, he is so funny in this role. I'm glad they chose him as Kevin McAllister, <laughs> who is, feels unwanted and... Uh, kind of the black sheep of the family, in a way. And uh, this movie was directed by Chris Columbus and written and produced by John Hughes, you know, the ones with uh, 16 Candles, uh, The Breakfast Club, great movies, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, great 80s movies like that. Uh, also starred... Uh, John Hurd and Catherine O'Hara as their as the McAllisters, his his parents, and also uh, the Wet Bandits were Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. <laughs> Every time I think of those guys, I start laughing. I don't know why. So the plot was uh, the McAllisters and the rest of the relatives again. They're going to get ready to spend Christmas in Paris. Paris, what you might, what, why you ask? I don't know. It's like, uh, it's not, you know, these days in an airport, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's like stressful. You need a vacation from a vacation from that. <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> no thanks. And uh, they were running around getting ready. And then, um, so uh, Joe Pesci uh, impersonated a cop, you know, but he, in reality, he was a burglar. So he visited a house. He wanted to check if they are leaving. And yeah, they were leaving. They were going to leave. And they ordered pizza. And then um, there was Buzz, uh, Kevin's brother, who he was the meanest, rudest kid I ever saw in, t on, in the movies. And he was just awful, you know, kind of a stuck up know-it-all, you know, like that, and uh, real tough. And uh, they had a, like a, him and Kevin had a skirmish, and then they every, then they spilled milk and then made a mess of dinner. And then when Kevin's father tried to pick up the mess, he inadvertently picked up his plane ticket and he threw it in the garbage, which I never knew that. I, I didn't see that at first. You know, I didn't notice that. You have to watch closely. But, yeah, his ticket was landed in the garbage and he and uh his parents punished kevin but he told buzz started it but it didn't matter and all the kids were picking on him and he felt terrible so for punishment uh his mom sent him up to the attic and uh he stayed there and then during the night when they're sleeping because they have to leave the next day for the airport uh there was a windstorm and it knocked down the electricity and also the phone lines and uh the power came back i think it did but not the phone lines well you know but then they realized uh they were late for the airport and then they had to run around crazy and all that they did that the day before you know packing and all that and then because the airport express buses were at the door <laughs> and like that and then um uh, but Kevin was still up in the attic, so they, they forgot about him. 
How could you forget about him? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> he's very well to them. He's very forgetful. You know, he, he, you know, he's very forgettable. Excuse me. So he was left home alone. They didn't realize until uh, Catherine O'Hara, who played his mom, was on the plane. She had that ominous feeling that something was missing, something was wrong, and then she know, and then she's yelling, "Kevin!" <laughs> like they, they do a commercial now, and Catherine O'Hara is with uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> she's running. She's in the store looking for Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> it still cracks me up. She did that in the sequel too. Uh, so they had to wait till they land in Paris so they can fly back. But you know, at that that at the time it's Christmas and everything's book solid and they had to wait like a couple of days to fly back. And then, uh, so they pleaded with the ticket agents and they pleaded, uh, with people, passengers, you know, for, to get tickets, you know, to swap tickets like that. And luckily, uh, uh, Mrs. McAllister got a ticket, you know, uh, from, from a passenger and, and then uh, she landed in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and then she ran into uh, John Candy. <laughs> and they were like a polka band. <laughs> so they had to drive from Scranton. Uh, they were headed to Milwaukee, but he offered her a ride, which was very sweet. And then uh, she said yes. But, you know, they were playing the band, but she got home and saw Kevin. So that's great. All right. So Kevin was all alone in the house. You know, he had to fend for himself. He got excited, you know, he made his family disappear. That's what he said. And then, you know, he just fooled around. He got some food. He ate what he wanted. He stayed up late. He, uh, you know, got all cleaned up. And then, you know, the famous scene with uh, the actor shave going, ah, <laughs> which makes me laugh, you know, and he's running around like that. And then they had this next door neighbor who's a rumored to be a serial killer, but he wasn't. You know, but they became friendly now, later on. And then he went shopping, you know, and then, oh, in order to get money, he broke into Buzz's, uh, I think, baseball cards. Uh, and he had a tin and the, knocked on all the shelves and he took the money. How else is he going to find money? You know, he's, uh, you know, he was just a little boy <laughs> like that. So he went shopping. And uh, my favorite scene is like he's carrying all the groceries and they all fall out of the bag. They broke. As for the wet bandits that were waiting for, uh, they were checking if the, if the house is uh, vacant. There was a house next door and they they always turn the, well, Daniel Stern's character always turns the water on because that's their trademark. Joe Pesci's going, eh, why do you do that? Why do you do that? So, so they wanted to flood the house like that. And anyway, so first they realized that there was no one home. Then they found that First, they, I'm sorry. First, they found out there is they were they were home. Then they found out no, they were not home. It was just a ruse from Kevin. So Kevin had to plan booby traps all over the house. He did that, and uh, that was then the fun began. And of them, all of them, and those two guys got hurt really bad. <laughs> it was like a Warner Brothers cartoon. That's uh, because of uh, any when Bugs Bunny got involved with the characters like Elmer Floyd, Yosemite Sam, or any other character, uh, they either get blown up, 
or like slapped or, you know, something falls on him. <laughs> That's what it looked like. like that. And Joe Pesci, I love him in this movie. I'm not crazy about him in Goodfellas, but I loved him in this movie. And he's trying to refrain from swearing because he liked to swear. And uh, it didn't. You know that wasn't that was easy, and uh, eventually they got caught. You know uh, because Kevin called the police, and then he went next door, and then uh, then the man next door, who rumored to be a serial killer, his neighbor. You know he knocked them out with a shovel, and then they got apprehended, and they were taken to jail. And uh, then uh, his mom came home. And then they hugged and kissed, and Kevin was so happy to see her. He missed the family, even though they they bugged him, they made him feel like crap. He still misses them. I I can understand that. Anyway, so and then uh, they all got reunited, and then uh, Buzz found out his room was ransacked, and he got really really mad. <laughs> So yeah, so that was a that's a fun movie. You know, when I first saw this movie, I saw it in the theater. I think I don't know Fort City. No, I don't think so. Chicago Ridge, yeah, at the Chicago Ridge Theater. I didn't see it at Fort City. Uh, I think so. I don't remember what theater. You know, it it was okay. <laughs> you know, it wasn't great. You know what? And then it, 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 the critics didn't care about it, but then the audiences, the audience loved it, and they still do to this day. And then I've grown fond of it over the years. And you know, it's a Christmas classic. And I, I, I try to, I, I try to watch it every year. So I have watched it this year. So that's good. And uh, so now the locations of the of the uh, movie. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, there were a few locations. Uh, most of it was set in uh, in the suburb of Wednetka, where you're up north. And uh, this is a beautiful place to live. You know, I've been there once. And uh, we talk about the house. Now, the house was lo is located at 671 Lincoln Avenue. Now, I'm sure somebody lives there. I'm, I'm sure it's, a, or it's expensive, you know. And uh, it has changed a little bit over the years. Uh, they put a fence on it, or someone said the driveway was gone, or just to remodel it. Well, yeah, well, folks, you got to remember that was thirty-three years ago. I mean, like that. And uh, so they filmed the movie there, and uh, you know, this is a gorgeous house. I would love to live in a house like that. I really would. And uh, so, uh, and then also they filmed, uh, you know, the airport scene. Of course, it was at O'Hare Airport, you know, when the family's rushing to get in, uh, rushing to get to their gate because they overslept and because of the, the power was out and they're running and they just, they just made it. So they did that. Okay. Also, uh, there was a scene where uh where kevin uh asked the lady about is this toothbrush from the uh is it 
how would they say that made from the American Dental Association because it's not labeled, but usually they are. And uh, he went to a, uh, a a pharmacy, you know, a drugstore called Hubbard Hubbard Woods Pharmacy, and it was on uh, north of Winnetka. It's on the corner of Gage Street and Greenbury Road. And uh, and then he saw Mr. Marley, the the, uh, the neighbor. He freaked out and just ran, but he ran out with the toothbrush, and then he so he. he shoplifted and then um one of the stock boys came out and yelled shoplifter and the and uh the policeman uh chased him but he got away and uh so now that uh pharmacy is no longer there uh they tore it down it closed uh in 2015 and now it's a panera <laughs> okay I had to go one day and take a drive up there and, you know, drive around. It'd be kind of cool. And uh, let's see what else. So, and then he, there was a scene where he was in church. But the, the church was not located in Winnetka. No. It was located in Oak Park. So I had to drive, you know, from Winnetka all the way down to Oak Park on the western suburbs is really, a, that's quite a hike. <laughs> Go there, and the church was called Grace Episcopal Church. Uh, it's a 924 Lake Street. So, and uh, they filmed it inside, you know. And uh, they filmed that, and it's gorgeous, you know. I think the other church was uh, somewhere else, you know, outside. I think somewhere in the neighborhood, but not indoors. No. Okay, and then uh, there was a time where um, Kevin was hiding in the, he was chased and he hid in the nativity scene at a home that was at 1024 Lake Avenue in Wilmette, not Winnetka. You know, and uh, I remember he had a, he dressed like a shepherd. <laughs> you know, and uh, so you could find, uh, maybe you could find the, to find the the area no problem like that and then the, they showed the uh the ogilvy transportation center uh that's a train station over there that too so uh they did much of the filming i don't know if they filmed in hollywood maybe maybe they did i don't know uh i know when uh mrs McAllister called the police uh you know they she get the she gets the runaround from that. Uh, I heard they filmed it in a high school. I think uh, I'm not sure which high school. I think New Trier. I could be wrong. So um, they use that, and uh, that's a funny scene. I remember one cop is eating a donut, and he's trying to eat, and then there's like a piece of donut stuck on the phone. <laughs> you know, so uh, she got aggravated. Okay. So right now I'm gonna play the TV spot of Home Alone. This is the trailer and it's very funny. And then when I come back, I'll talk about uh, my memories of Fisher Price toys as a kid, okay? So just sit back and let Kevin entertain you. <laughs> okay, thank you everyone. We know that you're in there. You know you make me wanna. <laughs> What? Don't forget to say you no! Don't forget to say you no! 
Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the TV spot for the trailer of Home Alone from 1990. Uh, that was funny. Uh, they made sequels out of this movie. Uh, there was Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and there were others. Uh, the second one, I did see it, parts of it, not the whole thing. I should watch it again, you know. Sometimes when you watch a very successful movie and there's a sequel, do you expect be equally as the first maybe maybe not it, that's a long shot i mean sometimes maybe it's better than the first one maybe it's not better than the first one so i don't know because i i can't say but a lot of people from what i heard they didn't care for it and uh but you know I'm, i i have to judge for myself i have to watch it again you know the whole thing and uh there's scenes in youtube you know like that, you know, when um, Catherine O'Hara's character, you know, Mrs. McAllister realized Kevin was left behind again. Kevin! <laughs> she did it again. Uh, so, yeah, the, most of the original cast was back, you know, and also Tim Curry, he was in there. Okay. So, um, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see about that. I, I'll, I'll try to watch it. And uh, as for Macaulay Coughlin, I hope he's doing well. He's had some problems, you know, something with the custody of his, you know, with the parents and all kinds of stuff going on. Instant stardom, you know. I just saw him on Celebrity Jeopardy a couple of weeks ago. He was wonderful. He, he played a good game. He didn't win, but uh, he was a great, uh, and he was so polite, and you know, and uh, very tall, <laughs> yeah. But it was him. It was Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin McAllister playing Je Celebrity Jeopardy. No, but it's Macaulay Coughlin. So, yeah. So it was nice to see him. He really was. He's a he's a nice young man. Yeah, I like him. I wish he had a more successful movie, movie career. I mean, he sort of did, but uh, he should get more roles. You know, like that. He should get his own TV show. I think he had a one or two that he starred in, but uh, he should have his own. He'd be very successful. So I wish him a lot of luck. Okay. All right, right now I'm going to talk about my memories of Fisher-Price toys when I was a kid. Uh, like I said before, I touched this subject with, um, maybe last year on a podcast episode, but I'll talk, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to talk about my memories of what toys I had when I was a kid. For example... Uh, I remember the first one uh, my mom bought was a like a honeybee. It was like a honeybee one with antennae, you know, and uh, you pull it with the string like that. So that was uh, that was a 
kind of cool like that. I remember the ball. That was like a ball with it had ducks in it. I forgot what it's called. You know, I don't think I had that, but that was uh, that was a, that was the coolest thing I ever saw. Next up, I, my mom bought a train set. It was like a you know like a locomotive with uh, carts and a caboose, and uh, then you pull it, and that was fun. Also, uh, that's when we lived in South Shore. When we moved to uh, Roseland, uh, I was still old enough to get uh, the Fisher Price toys. Um, she bought me the Ferris wheel. It was a Ferris wheel, and uh, you know, with the little people, and uh, you would just turn the knob and it'll play music, and you put the little people on, and it will go round and round. Just great, you know. That was nice. I, I love that toy. I really love that toy. I really did. And she bought a family house. You know, I was kind of guilty because a family house is like a dollhouse. You know, that's for girls, but um, that was okay. It came with furniture. Uh, dish. Uh, I remember the washer and dryer. There was the stairs. that had a. It was yellow and had a window. I, I think it was like the bathroom. <laughs> I think it was. I'm sure there was a toilet there like that. And I remember the interior of the house. It was nice like that. Also, I had a garage, you know, and you open it up like that to get the inside. And then when you're done or you want to play outside, you just close the house, you know. And you had the family there of the little people. Also had visitors and you would stop by. You, you pretend like it's life, <laughs> like you you know, you maintain a home. Only this one didn't have a mortgage. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> like that. Also, I had the farm. I had the farm where, uh, you know, you had the, the cow, the horse, the sheep, the dog. Uh, I forgot what else, you know, and uh, that was nice. Uh, one of my all-time favorite was the school bus. I love that school bus. Uh, it was yellow, and it reminded me when I was going to Correa's, you know, elementary school. It was great school. I pretended like it was me going to school like that, and I pretended like the kids were going in the bus like that. And uh, I loved that bus. I really loved it, you know. And uh, they had the little people in it. You know, and I pretend like they pick up the kids at their homes and go to the school. And then when school was over, you drop them off home. You drop them, I'm sorry, you drop them off at their houses and then you drop myself home, you know, like that. So um, a lot of, I posted a picture of that yesterday. And a lot of people mentioned about that. They remember that bus they had when they were kids. They loved it. They really did. Like that. And uh, there were a lot of toys, many toys. Uh, Fisher Price is still around. Uh, it was founded uh, in 1930. Their headquarters is in East Aurora, New York. And uh, they made all kinds. And also, I remember the telephone. Remember the chatter telephone? Now, uh, I don't know. <laughs> These days we have cell phones. Do they make cell phones on, now with Fisher Price? I don't know. So. The telephone was like, I like the telephone because it was like multicolored. The dials were like, uh, like it was like kind of psychedelic like that. And that was kind of cool. And it had a little happy face in front. <laughs> okay. As for the list of the little people, 
I had, uh, for example, Daddy, Mommy. Uh, the boys was Butch, uh, Pete, and Pee-wee. And the girls were Patty and Penny. And also there was the dog, and his name was Fido. Uh, Fido, I remember, was yellow. He had a yellow collar, or he had, sometimes he had a red collar like that. And, uh, oh, when I see those, it takes me back to a, one, a wonderful time, you know, very innocent, very carefree. You didn't think about what's going on in the world. It's just another world, like another world, like I said. And it's uh, it was fun like that. And some of these, most of these toys that were produced like in the in the early years, they're collector collectible items. Excuse me. And uh, you could buy them on eBay. Uh, there's a Facebook group. This, uh, that has, uh, I think they deal with uh, selling them, or I believe that. And they post, I've seen them post on the news feed. And uh, also, you, they have websites, and they show all the list of old toys, you know, from years past. I, I spent hour, about a few hours going through that website, going through all the toys. And it was nice seeing all those pictures of uh they had the original boxes the original toys uh they had a model numbers like that <coughs> excuse me so that was nice that was very nice i needed that so um i know that they, they were the best toys around I, I loved them i really did my brothers had them too and they played with me and all that they got a little jealous because i i hogged them didn't mean to and uh so you know when you're a kid you know your mom or dad would buy something like that and uh, that's the first memory as a child you know you get that for christmas or your birthday or any occasion you know my favorite mem one of my favorite memories is like going to the toy store and seeing those stocked up like at Children's Bargain Town or any stores like that that sell them, you know, and it's like uh, it's like a Disney World. It's beautiful, it really is. Okay, so that'll be all for today. I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talked about the 1990 movie Home Alone. Also, my memories of uh, the Fisher Price toys as a uh, when I had a, as a child in Chicago. And uh, this podcast will be published later on today. Uh, it'll be available wherever podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Breaker, Overcast, Amazon Music. Uh, also, it'll be on my blog, vanishingcoggleland.blog. You can find it there. Also on my YouTube channel. It's happened again. A couple people this morning, I checked on Facebook. They said, where do I listen to your podcast? And I said, go to my YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Do that. Do the same thing as on, my, on the apps. Hit subscribe or follow. You'll get a notification. You'll get the latest episode. You know, and uh, sometimes they want to link. But, you know, they ask me if I do it live. But uh, I just record it. You know, I just record it. And uh, because of time. You know, I just record it and then I'll just pub, you know, just 
publish it later, and you can listen anytime. It takes a little time, but it'll be there. Also, it'll be on my social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, which is X, uh, Reddit, LinkedIn, also Threads, and Instagram. You'll have the link, and you can listen. Okay. So that's it for this program. I'm Pico Steins, your host for Vanish Confident Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today is a beautiful day. It's sunny. It's chilly, but it's the sun's out. That's good. And uh, like I said, this will be ready this afternoon. So just uh, wait for it. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. You know, something uplifting for a change. So here's Bye Bye for Me. And here's a little traveling music uh, from Ray Rayner. Saying bye, bye, bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>